Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Our thanks to Adams Road Band for that musical introduction. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. First of all, I just want to say, if you listened to yesterday's show, you probably saw that I get a little bit impassioned about this. And this is why I'm impassioned about this subject of how we are to refer to members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I really do feel that this new push to emphasize their entire title and to refuse to be referred to as Mormons is a deception campaign. I feel quite honestly and most sincerely that this article and another article that that we're going to cite in this show is encouraging Latter-day Saints to be deceptive. And that, folks, is certainly not a Christian attribute. And I think whenever we have a Latter-day Saint try to use this deceptive tactic, I honestly feel that as best we can to show them that that doesn't fool you. As I've had it done to me, and I have corrected Latter-day Saints who have tried to use this tactic, that I'm not impressed by this. I'm not impressed at all. And if they're going to use this tactic on us, we have to have a response to this tactic. But I don't think we allow the Latter-day Saint, or anybody for that matter, to get away with deception. Now, in this talk, under the subheading, Appreciation for the Help of Others, let me just give you a little bit of a background. This is a talk that was given by a Latter-day Saint apostle by the name of Neil L. Anderson. It was given in the October 2021 General Conference and recorded in the November 2021 edition of the Leahona Magazine. Today we are looking at page 118, and as I said, it's under the subheading, Appreciation for the Help of Others. He said, We appreciate the many good and gracious people who have honored our desire to be called by our correct name. I read an article recently that quoted a Catholic cardinal referring to the quote-unquote, the Latter-day Saints. As I visited with the leader of a Christian church a month ago in the eastern United States, he referred to the church in his first reference with our entire name and followed it up more than once with, quote, the Church of Jesus Christ, end quote. Now let's look at what he's just said. He says, as I visited with a leader of a Christian church a month ago in the eastern United States, he calls the church the Church of Jesus Christ. Let me just say, shame on this individual. As I mentioned in yesterday's show, it is not the Church of Jesus Christ, at least not the Jesus Christ that's described in the New Testament. For any pastor to acknowledge that title, I think is probably much more offensive than calling the church the Mormon church. It's got to be offensive to our Lord to have this organization, which has considered orthodox so many blasphemous teachings, to refer to that organization as the Church of Jesus Christ. We will never do that here. And we encourage Christians. Don't do that. 
If you do that, you're giving them credence. You're acknowledging to them a title that they do not own. Remember, they don't really look at you as being a true Christian. You are a part of the great apostasy. That's a doctrine that they have never gotten away from. In fact, recently in a general conference, that was the theme of the conference, was to talk about the first vision and the fact that they alone represent true Christianity. Well, does it not make sense, folks, that if the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints represent true Christianity, and you're not a member of that church, your idea of Christianity must be false. So to embrace them as if they're fellow believers, it's not that we're trying to be mean, we're trying to be honest. We need to be honest about this with them. Bill, I'm wondering, is this really a campaign that is meant so that Jesus will not be offended because the proper name of the church is being used? Or is it possibly a PR campaign because they want to be accepted as Christians, and so perhaps this is going to help in evangelism in getting Christians or people who are not Christians but possibly potential converts to be able to believe that this really is the Church of Jesus Christ? It has to be at least part of it, Eric, because it was Anderson who threw that story in there about this leader of a Christian church a month ago who referred to his church as the Church of Jesus Christ. Victory. They got a victory. They were able to convince this pastor that somehow this organization, which has continually taught blasphemous things about Jesus Christ, about God the Father, about salvation— as somehow being the Church of Jesus Christ. It's not the Church of Jesus Christ, and shame on this pastor. Maybe he was just totally ignorant. Could be. He shouldn't be, not if he's a leader in a Christian church. I think the leaders in our Christian churches should have some understanding of where this organization stands on various teachings, especially the big ones like the Godhead, salvation things like that. Anderson continues in his talk under a section called The Courage of the Latter-day Saints, and he's going to give a story. This is what he said. There are thousands and thousands of Latter-day Saints who have courageously proclaimed the name of the church. As we do our part, others will follow. And then he tells a story from Tahiti. He gives a story of a 10-year-old girl resolved to follow the counsel of President Nelson. In her school class, they discussed their weekend, and she talked about church. Her teacher said, Oh, so you are a Mormon. The student stated boldly, No, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The teacher replied, Yes, you are a Mormon. The student insisted, No, teacher, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is how they are teaching their young people. I want to go back to what I said earlier. They are teaching their people to be deceptive. And here's a classic case, using a 10-year-old student to actually tell their teacher when she asked, I think is an honest question, the way she described what she believed, and this teacher responds, well, oh, you're a Mormon. Do you get the impression that that question was meant to be a pejorative? No. Was that teacher trying to be offensive? It doesn't sound like it, but I would have to assume that this teacher knew enough about what this young student was describing and knowing that for decades they've always gone by the title Mormon, she merely asked, oh, so you're a Mormon. 
Not an offensive question, really in and of itself, but notice how this student answers. No, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I wonder if this 10-year-old knew how her parents probably described themselves before 2018. You see, this is what bothers me about this. They are teaching not only the older members of the church to be deceptive, but here we have a classic case that is boasted about in this conference message of a 10-year-old using a deceptive tactic. Now, I'm not going to blame the 10-year-old, but I do hold adults to a little bit of a different standard when it comes to this. Because as I've mentioned, if they've been in the church for any amount of time, and as we talked about as well, if they had their testimony on the I Am a Mormon website, then they know full well when somebody asks them, well, are you a Mormon? They could perhaps say, well, we don't use that title anymore, but yes, you're right. I do qualify as a Mormon, at least the way we understood it before 2018, and technically the way they define it now. I can testify to you that this tactic is being used on the streets. Last fall, I went to two different temple open house events, talking to Latter-day Saints. Bill, I'm going to say seven, eight, nine times I was in conversation with Latter-day Saints, and I would perhaps use the word Mormon or the LDS church, and I would get stopped right away, and they would do this tactic. No, no, it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What it did is it got me off the topic I was Mm -hmm. talking about, and it moved me over. Now I'm going to discuss this, and I forgot what I was originally talking about. It actually is a a very effective tactic if you allow the Latter-day Saint to do that. I learned soon after that, not to bother with that and say, okay, I'll call the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints if you listen to the point I'm trying to make. But Bill, these kinds of stories were told the previous month in the Leahona magazine, October of 2021, in an article that was written by the second counselor in the first presidency, Henry B. Eyring. The article was titled, Thus Shall My Church Be Called. So it was kind of a preview to what Anderson was going to give in the October conference. Let me read to you one of the sections toward the end of this article by Irene, and I think it's going to prove the point. It says, I am a missionary for Jesus Christ. President Nelson promised that as we use the correct name of the church, quote, we will have the knowledge and power of God, end quote, to spread the gospel. Teresa inspired me with her story about what happened when a friend at work asked her about the church. Following President Nelson's counsel, Teresa began by sharing the church's full name. Quote, he was interested in the church. He investigated it for several months, and then, miraculously, he was baptized by my son, the bishop. I felt so happy that day, and my family, too. The promises are true, end quote. Well, wait a minute. That never happened before 2018, when a person felt that they were members of the Mormon church? They weren't making converts at that time? Of course they were. You see, these stories really don't tell us what's going on here. Yeah, and let me give you two more stories, because this whole article is full of the stories of the success of using the church's full name. Irene says, Jordan said that many people still aren't familiar with the name of the church. Quote, using the full name of the church gives me a chance to explain how the church is centered on Jesus Christ and why we refer to ourselves as Latter-day Saints, end quote. When a man asked Chloe if she was a, quote-unquote, Mormon missionary, she powerfully testified, quote, no, 
I am a missionary for Jesus Christ, end quote. Chloe told me the man expressed desires to follow the Savior, so she taught him that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is led by the Savior. Then she gave him information about the Church. I think this goes to prove my point, Bill. I think perhaps this emphasis on not using the word Mormon is more of a PR campaign because people are looking at this church who are being witnessed to by missionaries or others and saying, oh, I guess I don't know who Mormon is. I, they can't come up with the same answer that you did as you discussed yesterday. And so they're going to say, oh, I guess they are the Church of Jesus Christ. It's a crafty ploy. And apparently, according to Irene and Anderson, it's working. So basically what Irene and also, by the stories that we've read from Anderson's talk, it's okay to use deception as long as we get converts. This is how I'm taking it. When a Latter-day Saint says they're not a Mormon, what happened to them as a member between 2018 and now when you're talking to them, they all of a sudden didn't become what they were before 2018? No, they probably believe the same exact things. So this is why I find this very troubling. And I think in a conversation that we have with Latter-day Saints, we need to, and again, you need to be as polite as you possibly can be, but you need to point out to them that by insisting that they're not a Mormon, they're actually being deceptive if they still believe the teachings that all quote-unquote Mormons believed before 2018. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.